Welcome to the LYC Podcast. We are a youth community that believes in loving people and meeting them where they are. Our desire is that through this message, God's love for you is confirmed, your hope in Jesus is renewed, and your faith is awakened. Hey guys, uh, my name is Sebastian. If we haven't met yet, I'm so happy to be here in front of you. I'm pretty sure I know everyone. So, ha, uh, I love you. Um, let's, let's get into it. Um, uh, I have really enjoyed preparing for this message. I feel like it, it is something that has encouraged me. So I, I, I'm hoping that it encourages you as well. So we've been in a series called Miracles, where we've been looking at the miracles in the book of Mark. And in and, and, and week one, we looked at uh, the healing of the paralytic man in Mark chapter two. We talked about how Jesus honors faith and how the miracles don't always look like we think they will. All right, that's a pretty good message. I think I gave that one. Uh, last week, oh, Pastor Brendan also gave that message. Um, last week, we, ta- we looked at Mark chapter six, where we talked about the feeding of the 5,000 and talked about how Jesus wants for us to participate. Jesus wants us to participate in the miracles that he does. So more than anything, uh, what we want for you to take away from this series is Jesus is a miracle-working God, and he wants to do miracles in your life, and he's doing miracles today. So today, we are finishing our series talking about how often miracles happen in the middle of doing what Jesus asked us to do. All right, so turn to Mark chapter six. If you brought your Bible, turn to Mark chapter six, starting in verse 45, and we're gonna go to 51. So Mark chapter six, verse 45 to 51. Let me know who gets there first. Who's already there? Oh, that doesn't count. Hey, where are my people with the the paper Bibles? I want my paper Bible gang. Come on, put it up, put it up. No shame. Hey, 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 hey. Sometimes, you know, no shade, no shade. All right, are we there? Are we there? Are we there yet? Okay, starting verse 45. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and head across the lake. The Oh my gosh, I forgot to say it. Bethsaida. Bethsaida, that's how you say it. I think that's how you say it. That's how I looked it up. Bethsaida. While he sent the people home. After telling everyone goodbye, he went into the hills by himself to pray. Remember, he just came off feeding the 5,000. So he sent all those people and he sent them um, to wait. Oh, wait. Uh, late that, later that night, the disciples were in their boat in the middle of the lake and Jesus was alone on land. He saw that they were in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to go past them. Stop, don't move. Notice how the Bible says about three o'clock in the morning. One of the things that I noticed about the Bible in in, in regard to other uh, religious texts, like, you know, we have uh, other religions in in their their texts. The Bible is is so uh, specific sometimes, like, the writer didn't have to put three o'clock in the morning, but prove, writing three o'clock in the morning is proven its accuracy and its intention in accuracy. So that's awesome. Okay, continue. But when they saw him walking on the water, they cried out in terror, thinking he was a ghost. They were all terrified when they saw him, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. And the last verse that we're going to look at, then he climbed into the boat and the wind stopped and they were totally amazed. So the title of today's message is Life on the Water. Life on the Water. Someone say Life on the Water. Anyone like surfing? Anyone like, like boogie boarding, uh, skiing, water, like... 
I'm more of a water slide kind of guy. Like, you know, <laughs> I try skiing. It's, it's no fun. So the title of the message is Life on the Water. And I, and I have a question for you today to start off. Uh, has something like this ever happened to you? Have you ever been sent to do something good and things just didn't turn out or work out like you thought they were and it actually looked like uh, it all was going to go wrong? So I have a funny story to kind of pull into this, this message. So I remember in Bible college, uh, I went to Bible college in Virginia. That's where I met my wife, Ari. Uh, I went to Bible college in Virginia, and a part of our, our schooling was serving and going uh, and doing outreaches. And some, more, and some outreaches were, you know, evening, but, but some were also early morning. So I'm in Virginia. It's, it's probably January, something like that. It's cold. It's raining. And I'm supposed to go somewhere 45 minutes away. I'm, I'm with my, my friend Zach and my other friend, and it's just the three of us, and it's early, we're tired, and we got to go serve the Lord. Someone say, serve the Lord. Serve the, serve the Lord. All right, so it's raining. We're in Virginia. It's early. It's cold, so it's foggy. And for some reason, I'm driving. Usually, I opt out of driving because they have better cars, but I'm driving and I remember driving down the interstate, and it's just like, we're just driving, like it's early, no music's going on, the windshield wipers is going like this, it's raining hard, everybody just do this. Just like, who, who, who drives in here? You know how your windshield wipers go. They do like this, right? And then all of a sudden, my windshield wiper goes like this, and it just stops. On the highway, it's raining, and it's, I'm, and literally, it, it does like this, and I'm like, that's not supposed to happen. And literally like, we froze in time. The car didn't freeze, but we froze in time. So imagine this. We're driving on this interstate, the windshield wipers. I can't see. I need my windshield wipers. And literally, like, this is the worst story. Like, I remember, like, we're, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, so we, we pull off the road, and I remember my friend, his name's Zach. He's a genius. He's so smart. He's so creative and, and like, nifty. He, like, got his shoelaces. He pulled his shoelaces out, and he tried to tie it onto, like, the windshield wiper. And he was literally, like, like trying to do that. Failed miserably. It didn't work at all. Like, it was, it was a wreck. So we're, again, we're on the side of the road in the highway. And I'm like, we have, to, we have to get off this road. Like, this is not safe. And then... Uh, we're like, okay, there's a gas station about two miles away. And I'm like, okay, we're just, we're just going to try to go just to get off the interstate to get somewhere we can just stop and have somebody pick us up and then go get, get, get the car back later. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I want you guys just to picture, we're trying to uh, figure it out. And all of a sudden you just see me driving down the car, down the road, my head's out the window, rain's coming down. Cause that's all I can see. The, the, the windshield's foggy, but I'm I'm like this, rain's getting my eyes. We go like two miles down the road. Thankfully, we made it. Uh, I went back later to get my car. It was, it, was, it was sunny at this point. I went back to get my car, didn't need my windshield wipers. Uh, but who knows, I needed those windshield wipers. I ended up not going out to the outreach because of the, the, the car situation. But uh, like this, the reality is following Jesus is sometimes like life on the water. If we're following Jesus, we, like the disciples in this passage, are going to be sent, to, sent by Jesus to go places and do things. And along the way, it isn't always going to be easy. So recapping Mark uh, 6, starting at 45, we see that Jesus, that, that Jesus just got done finishing the, five, the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus tells the disciples, 
uh, go into your boat and cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus stayed and he, and he prayed uh, and he went, and to go, went to go spend time with God. And however, in the middle of their journey, they were caught in a storm and they were fighting for their lives. And, and the Bible says that they were so afraid, thinking it was, a, and then Jesus comes uh, to them and they were so afraid that they thought he was a ghost. And Jesus spoke to them and said, don't be afraid. Then when he got onto the boat, the, the storm stopped. And there's so many things that we can pull out of this passage. I could literally, like, as I was going through this, I had so many notes. And I was like, these are three different sermons. Let me just cut this out. Um, so one of the things is just because we're doing what God tells us to do doesn't mean we're not going to go through storms. So you can be in the will of God, being obedient to him, and it leads you into the middle of a storm. Another thought we can take away from this and another passage for another day is uh, after Jesus got done finishing ministering to people, what did he do? He needed to be, he went alone. He needed to uh, pray to God and be filled up. So we can't sustain following God, being used by him if we're not filled up and spending time with him. But tonight, say when someone, someone say tonight. tonight. I, want, I want you guys to catch this. This is what we're talking about today. God wants you to know that he sees you, he's close to you, and he will respond when you call out to him. Point number one, God knows and he sees. Write that down, God knows and he sees. Mark chapter six, verse 48 says, he saw that they are in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water, he intended to go past them. Oftentimes, when we're in the middle of hard seasons or going through tough times, we feel all alone. We feel all alone, but Jesus, but, but he knows the storms that we're facing and he sees us. We see right here that even though they couldn't see Jesus, he saw them. They felt like they were alone, but Jesus never left eyesight of them. Jesus was praying, but he never took their eyes off of them. Psalm 121 verse 4 says this, Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. God never misplaces you. God never loses. Oh, crap. Where's God sees you and he knows where you're at, and he knows the storms of your life. He knows what you're up against. He knows the things that are ahead, and he knows where you are. He knows what you're going to go through, and he knows what you need. Can I tell you that God not only knows and sees what you're going through, but he's closer than you think. God is closer than you think. That's point number two. God is closer than we think. God is closer than we think. Sometimes we can feel like he's far away. Sometimes we're in good seasons. Sometimes, sometimes we're, we're, we're good. Like, yeah, like God's, God's with me. Like he's, he's in my back pocket. Like, you know, I'll, I'll pull him out when I'm ready. But, but in reality, I mean, we have to remember that God is closer than we realize. Sometimes we have to remember that we need to be a little bit closer to him. We do need to realize that we need to be closer to him. That's that revelation that we need to have is, oh, Jesus, like, I, I need to be closer to you. Not because he's mad at you and that, like, that, that, that he's so far away. No, he's close. Remember, he's close. 
Reading verse 48 again, he saw that they are in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind. And about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. He intended to pass them. Notice Jesus responded to the situation they were in. They didn't call him out at first, but he responded first and he came near first. Seeing that they are in struggling and that they are fighting for their lives, Jesus moved close. Remember, most of these men were fishermen. Most of these men were water men. They were probably the ones skiing. They were the one like, you know, being whatever, pulled by the, I don't even know. Can you imagine how like skiing back in the day was? Like they had the big fish that swallowed Jonah. They were just, you know, <laughs> being pulled by it. That sounds ridiculous. Um, but it's true. That's right. Bible, that's accurate. Don't, some, somewhere, don't, don't quote, no. Um, but I, I, I love that that's, that that's what the text says. And that's, that's what happens is, is Jesus came to them first because Jesus saw them first because Jesus didn't let, let his eyes off of them. Like most of these men, like they, like, they must have knew they were, they were in trouble because they were, they were probably in, uh, out in the sea fishing more than you were, more than, more than a, a lot of other people. So they knew they were in trouble because uh, they knew this was a storm that was worth causing them some fear. But I, I love this Psalm 46 verse one says, God is our refuge and our strength. And he's always ready to help in times of trouble. I need to remember that. I need to remember that God is my refuge. He's my strength. And he's always ready to help in times of trouble. He's always ready to help. I need to remember that. I encourage you to, I'm telling you that you need to remember that God is your strength. You should rely on him. You should rely and, and know that he is your protector. Because what we'll often do is try to scrape and, and work our way up and all this stuff. And we'll, we'll think that we're the ones who's taking care of us. But no, God is the one. God is the refuge. He is the strength. He's always ready to help in times of trouble. Because what happens when you're at the end of yourself? There's, there's no one there to help you. But we have to remember that God is close, that God sees us and he knows the storms that we're up against, that he's, he's so ready to help. When you're in a storm or you're facing a challenge, you need to know that God not only sees you, like I said, but he comes and he responds to you. He responds to when you cry out. He responds to when you call out to him. And you might not say like, I don't, I don't feel God is so close. I, I don't, that's, yeah, like maybe for everybody else, but not, not for me. God, God must have me on a different frequency because he's not hearing my calls. I remember something so sad my grandpa once said to me. Uh, he, he was just like, I think God's got me on a different frequency because he not, he's not answering my prayers. I remember how sad that was, how sad that thinking was that he was, this, he was an older man and yet he thought that God didn't hear his prayers. And that's, we need to know that God hears our prayers, that God's close to us, that God wants to come to us, that he, that he actually comes first to us, that he actually makes the, the, the bigger step to us. And this is, this is the third point. He will respond when you call out. He will respond when you call out. Again, going back to verse 48, he saw that they are in serious trouble, rowing hard and struggling against the wind and the waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. 
I love that it says he walks on the water because it proves that there's nothing in the way from Jesus to you. That Jesus said, oh, Jesus didn't say, oh, water, I got to go. No, Jesus said, no, like I'm, I'm getting to my child. I'm getting to my people. There's nothing in the way. Jesus comes close to you. Notice in verse 48, it says that Jesus would have walked right past them. He, he would have just kept on going. So, so understand this. Jesus moves close, but he wasn't going to help them get in. He wasn't going to help them and get in the boat until they called out to him. And I remember first reading this like, Yo, what do you mean Jesus intended to pass them? What do you mean Jesus like? Like that doesn't make, like, no, no. Jesus would say, hey, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> no, no, like I remember like, reading that and sometimes we have to be in scripture and be like, God, what does that mean? Like that doesn't make, like that doesn't make all the way sense. Like that seems out of, like, I, and press into that. Press into that because what I got out of that is, oh, I get that. I, I, I see, what, I see what, you, what you did there. When it says he intended to go past, I remember it just was like, that doesn't, what do you mean? He was going to just say, see you guys. Like, no, I'm reminded of scriptures like this, like Revelation 3.20 that says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears me and hears my voice and opens my door, I will come in. So remember in, in this faith journey, in this life that we live, Jesus sees us. He knows where we are. He draws near to us. He draws close to us, but we have to call out to him. We have to cry out to him. For some of us, it's a cry for help. For some of us, it's a, God, I, I need you. I need you in this situation. It's that realization, that humbling of your heart that says, I just need God. It's, it's saying, and he's so quick to respond. Opening the door. Revelation 3.20, I'll read it again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice, are you able to hear his voice? Or what's drawn, what's like, you, you, be attentive, be, be ready to open the door. And he'll come in. He's not like, he's not going to dip. Like he's not going to ding dong ditch. That's not, that's not Jesus. So yeah, he intended to come in psych. No, like he, he didn't ding dong ditch. He said, I'm here. Let me in. <laughs> Romans, oh gosh, my notes. Sorry. Um, misplaced. There we are. Uh, Romans 5 8 says, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, God makes the first move, God proves himself. I would hate to be up against God in a debate club. I would hate to say, like, God, God proves himself, he demonstrates himself. He demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He's ready to pick you up. He's ready to take care of you. We need to see that although God is present and he draws near and he's always ready to help, we have to call out for him, to him. We have to open the door. We have to open the door. Psalm 34, verse 17 through 19 says this, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. 
He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. I wish I saw, I, I wish I found that verse years ago. I wish I could have had that years ago. Oh, how, how, how safe I would have felt in times when I didn't feel safe. How at peace I would have felt in times I didn't feel peace. We, we need the word of God because it reminds us. It reminds us of how good God is and what he do, has done for us, what he wants to do for us, what he wants to do for us today. He didn't just go, died on the cross, resurrected, check. All right, I'm, <laughs> they take care of the rest. Like No, like Jesus is, is alive today. He wants to be in your life today. He wants to interact today. He wants you to have his resurrection power today. He wants you to have what, what he's given you today. There's, there, there's your name in heaven. There's, there's, there's your name that he has a plan for. And I wish I, I mean, I wish I knew this so much sooner. I would have, wait, I would have not wasted so many opportunities. I would have, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad that God has shown so much to me in, in this way of just walking slowly with me, showing me that, he, that he's, he's seen me. He needs always seen me. It wasn't when I was sinning that he just said, well, no, like, even when I was sinning, he still died for me. Knowing I would still sin, he still died for me. So it says he intended on passing them, and it wasn't until they cried out for him that he came near to them. So we have to open our mouth, lift up our hands, and call out to the Lord for help. Notice also, how the storm didn't stop until he was in the boat. It didn't disappear until he was in the boat. It wasn't at first sight of, the, of him that he was like, no, like it wasn't until he entered the boat that the storm faded. So we have to call out to Jesus in our storm and what we're going through and the situations we're going through and the, and the things that worry our minds and the things that we feel defeated in already and the things that we feel weakened, the things that we, we, we need to invite Jesus into those things because he sees us in our struggle. He draws near to us. He wants to be close, but we have to call out to him. We need him for help. We have to invite him in and into our boat, into our life, into our situation that boat, I mean, figuratively, figuratively, you can look at, like, that's, that's, that represents your life. He needs to be invited into your boat, into your life. Because only he is able to calm the storms we experience. We struggle. Those, those boys struggled in that boat. They struggled trying to paddle. I bet they had the coolest, like, paddles, you know. These are made to fight storms. Like, we can, who, who knows if you could get something that could fight off all your sin at the store, you'd say, give me that. I'll work for a summer for that any day. No, we need Jesus to fight our storms because only he can calm the storm. We need to know that. We need to know that it's not in my strength, Lord, but your strength that I'm able to be set free. Lord, I need to know that I need you. That's why we need to be in prayer. That's why we need to be in daily relationship with God, God and his word. 
We need a lifestyle of worship. We need to be in, in, in our devotions. We need, we, we need to be in, the, in this relationship with him, a relationship with the living God who wants relationship with us. So God sees and he draws near. But if we don't pray and call out to him, you won't be able to experience all that he has and all that he's able to do in your life. I want to call out to God. Lord, I call out to you. I need your help in this situation. Sometimes the situation is not even about me that I'm praying for. I'm praying on the behalf of a loved one. Lord, you know what you're doing in this situation. You're already, you already see the situation. You already see the storm. And you're already, draw, you're already going near. Lord, I pray on behalf of, of, of this person that they, they call out to you, knowing that they need you for help. Because, Lord, I see the ways that they're trying to do it all on their own. But no, I, I, I'm praying on behalf of them that they know that, that Jesus sees them because sometimes we don't feel seen. That Jesus knows us because sometimes we don't feel known. That Jesus draws near to us because sometimes we feel like he's not near. But we need to be inspired to know that we can call out to the living God, the Messiah, the Savior, soon coming King, heal all the things. We need to know that we have access. This has been a shorter message, and, and, and I hope that's fine by you. Uh, it, I, I'm, I can't believe you can come up as, as I close. I want to leave you with this, a couple, a couple of thoughts, just, just kind of wrapping up this series. I want you to know that God is a miracle-working God, and he's still the same today. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same today. So everything he did back then, he wants to do today, and he wants to do in your life. But have you called out to him? Have you told him you need him? And sometimes it's, yeah, like, Jesus, I need to know who you are and accept you. And like, some of us, some of us are like, God, like, I need you, like, for my salvation. Like, I realize that you're the way, the truth, and the life. Only way to the Father is through you, God. I see that without you that I'm not going to heaven. Lord, I, I, I need you for that. I need your help for that. Some of us are Jesus. I need your help in this situation. I need your help in this relationship that I'm struggling with this relationship that my heart's burdened for. Lord, I, need, I, I, my, I feel like I'm not seen. That, that's sometimes the prayers that we need to pray. And, and, and I want you to remember that God sees you. He knows where you are. He draws near to you. He comes close to you. He's not a far off God. He's not a way back God. I mean, he's, he's, he draws close. we have to call out to him. I'm so thankful that he allows us to call out to him and that he answers. That God doesn't have a list of voicemails that he's just dreading getting to. But God, hello? Do you feel like he doesn't see you? And know about the storms in your life or even care to know? Do you feel far from God? far from God, from what he has for you or what he wants for you or the plans and the purpose of the promises or, or the strength? Do you feel far? Do you feel weak? No matter what you're facing, 
He sees you. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. He draws near to you. The Messiah, the King, the Savior draws near to you. And he responds to you. He responds to us when we call out to him. So we need to call out to him. So no matter what, no matter what you're facing, stand, stand to your feet as we close. No matter what you're facing, he knows he's near and he will respond. Everybody say that. He knows. He is near and he will respond to our cry. He will respond to our cry. So if you would, if you bow your heads and close your eyes, I'm gonna pray over us. God, I'm so thankful that you see me in my life. The storms that I'm up against, the storms that are ahead. God, I'm thankful that you draw near to me. You draw near to us. You come close to show yourself. God, I need your help. I need you to do what only you can do. Show me, remind me that it is only your way. I don't have the power to do it, Lord. I submit that to you. Humbly, I say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I am weak. Lord, I am strong with you. I need your strength. I'm so glad you can calm the storms of my life when I invite you in. I'm so thankful that you saw me and you didn't let anything get in your way. You have mastery over nature, mastery over disease, mastery over over things that need healing, mastery. Oh Lord, you have mastery over it all. There's nothing in between us. Lord, I love the place that you have some of us. Some of us are in a good season. Some of us, Lord, we're, we're, just, we're just so thankful that, 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 we're, that we're in relationship with you. And some of us don't, don't feel like we really have a storm that we're facing, that it's, 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 it's sunny and it's bright. But Lord, for those who it feels like a storm, it feels like we're rowing and, and we got broken paddles, Lord, it's, it's futile. The boat's sinking, Lord, oh God. For, for those people who feel like they're in the middle of the storm and they're just struggling, they're afraid of what's ahead, they're afraid to go down, Lord, I thank you that you see them, that you see them, that you draw near to them and that you will respond when they call out to you, Lord. I, I pray that they call out to you more. They know that that's their first go-to. We need to call out to the Lord. Let's call out to God. I need, I need you, Jesus. I need you because what I'm up against, Lord, only you. I thank you for what you're doing in my life, Lord Jesus. You don't want me to stay in my storm. You want me to walk with you. You want my eyes to be on you, Lord. We're ready and excited for the life that you have for us, Lord. Help us walk with you. For those who are weary, we thank you for your cross that you died on. We thank you for your resurrection. 
that we can find rest and peace and confidence and assurance because of that work on the cross and the resurrection from the grave. There is no body in that tomb. So Lord, help me remember that that's what you bought for me, that life. Walk with me this week. Help me remember that you see me, that you know me, that you know where I'm at, that you know the storms I'm up against, Lord. And thank you and remind me that you draw near, that you are close. And Lord, help me remember to call out to you, Jesus. Oh Lord, and it's in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been inspired by this word. To help awaken your faith on a regular basis, subscribe now so you can be alerted when we have a new message. Thank you so much for listening.